I come home and my house was packed up. Had no idea where my mom was. She had dipped out. She went and moved with a boyfriend. So I was pretty much on my own at that point. And like I said, the officer at my school, I think probably didn't know. Um, but I think he identified something was wrong. So there was days where he'd just take me out of lunch period and take me to go get food. And sometimes those are the only days that sometimes I'd only eat. Listening to the Black and Blue Podcast, a discussion and celebration of the roles of African Americans and other minorities in U.S. law enforcement. Your host on the Black and Blue Podcast is Dale Peters, a law enforcement professional with over 20 years' experience in the business. Hop on board this Black and Blue train of interviews, current events, and pop culture conversations. So get ready. The Black and Blue Podcast is coming at you right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me on the Black and Blue Podcast. Welcome to the Interrogation Room. I'm your host once again, Dale. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Today, we're going to have some fun uh, from Northern California. I'm down here, if you don't know, down here in Southern California. We always got this friendly rivalry between NoCal and SoCal. So help me welcome in (laughs) Sacramento Police Officer Anthony Gamble. Thank you for having me, brother. Thank you for having me. So what's going on, brother? How's, how's things up there in NoCal? It's good, man. It's good. Uh, obviously going through the COVID-19 thing, um, but just kind of getting through it and uh, figuring out the new normal for right now and just pushing through. Right, right, right. How are you guys doing? Uh, we can't complain down here. It's a nice, well, it's starting to be a nice sunny day, so we're going to get out and they're starting to open things up a little bit. So uh, yes, get out with the family after we do, after I do a couple of these interviews and uh, yeah, yes, it's going to be all good. I, I can't okay. complain. Can't complain. So how's, uh, you know, we're talking about the COVID-19 up there. How's your department doing right now? You guys have any uh, illnesses or anything like that? Uh, yeah, not that I'm aware of. I, I know the department has done a, a, actually a really good job at kind of the preventative measures. So as soon as all this kind of kicked off, uh, we enacted like social distancing. Uh, we started wearing masks in the, in the uh, stations. They, we have three stations. Well, technically four, but uh, they kind of limited us. So if, like I work Central Station. I'm not allowed to go to the North Station or the South Station to prevent kind of cross-pollination. Uh, so they've done a pretty good job at kind of preventing it, giving us, with you know, masks and um, the hand sanitizer and all that good stuff. Right, right, right. You guys roll one-man or two-man cars? Uh, I'm a part-time FTO, so I'm, I'm teamed up. Uh, it depends. Some days we do, like, uh, there's two officer cars. That hasn't affected anything. They're, they're still rolling two officer cars now. Right, right. Yeah, because I was wondering when they're rolling two-man cars, it had... You know, I still have to wear a mask in the car with your partner or? Uh, I, I typically don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever I got, he or she got, whatever she got. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's part of your training program. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So, so how long you been with Sacramento? Uh, three and a half years. Okay. Three and a half years. All right. And, uh, how do you like it? I love it. I yeah. love it. You know, um, I, I didn't, when I was getting into the journey, I didn't quite know where I wanted to land. Um, and at the time I had some people that worked for the department, some were saying, Hey, apply. Some were saying, Hey, you know, you should look somewhere else. And, um, I ended up applying, they sponsored me through the Academy and it I honestly was the best decision that I could have made. Okay. Are you originally from that area up there? 
Born and raised, baby. Born and raised, Sacktown. Okay. Raised. Yes, All right. sir. Laker Town down here, buddy. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. We, we yeah. can talk about 0102 in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. We, what happened was supposed to happen. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, over there in Sacramento, how large is your department? You know how, how many officers? Yeah. So, we have about 750 sworn. Uh, but I know last year we signed up, I believe, 250 for patrol. Mm hmm. Okay. So, yeah, all the specialty units, detectives, command staff, all that right, stuff. Right, right. And you're on patrol right now? Yes, sir. All right. And patrol's interesting. What, you working days or nights? I'm swings. Swings. I'm right now, so 2.30 to 12.30. So as soon as we're done with this, I'm going to wrap up and, and head on in. Oh, so you're working um, a day, huh? Yeah, yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. Right. Yeah, we'll be safe out there when that happens. So, yeah, Sacramento, you know, I, I like the town. It's you know, our state capital and all that. Um, I've been up there a couple times for the Peace Officer Memorial. It's, oh, yes, sir. Yeah, real interesting. Have you had a chance to participate in that? Yeah, I, I go every year, and um, I'm also on the Honor Guard unit. So I made Honor Guard last year. So we were actually prepping and getting ready to do it this year, and then obviously the COVID thing happened. So. Right, right. Yeah, but that's I, right. But prior to uh, Honor Guard, I try to attend it every year. Okay, yeah, that's, that's good stuff, man. It's a good reminder. That, yeah. You know, these things happen to us. It's a dangerous profession and all that. So, yes, sir. Yeah. So what, what brought you to law enforcement? You always thought about doing it ah, as a kid or? Man, I hope I hope you got a hope you got a couple hours. because oh, it's going to oh, a story. We no. here. We here. <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up, like I said, Sacramento, uh, single mom. Dad wasn't in the picture at the time. Um, and my mom and I moved from an area called Fair Oaks, which is a pretty small town. We moved into what she didn't know, but uh, G Parkway, which is like in the 90s was probably one of the worst places uh, to be. I, now I know being a police officer, like back then, they wouldn't even let two officer cars go into G Parkway. You needed four cops like as a minimum just to go in. Damn. It was a, hot, a heavy gang uh, uh, area. So we moved in and I remember we were moving in. It was day one, loading truck, all this stuff. And these two police, SAC PD officers pulled up. And they're like, hey, uh, man, do you like your planners? My mom's like, yeah, I like my planners. They're like, you might want to take them in because they'll be gone in the morning. And my mom let them out. And sure enough, man, yeah. they, were, they were gone in the morning. Uh -huh. But at the time, I think I was probably like five or six. So we're talking 20-something years ago. And it's still etched in my brain. So after that day, those two officers, every Thursday, they would come by my house. And they turned the lights on. And they let me sit in the car. And they would talk. It's been five minutes out of their day, but it was something that I looked forward to every week. Couldn't wait till Thursdays. Um, and that stuck with me. I remember like what I was infatuated with the radio, right? And this is back in the day when, you know, the big, right, big radio. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they went and bought me one. It was a, like a mock one, a decoy one, uh, or like a mock radio, but they uh, bought me one. I, nice. I put it on my belt. So that stuck with me. And then transitioning forward into... Um, a little bit later. So my mom worked in the nursing field and I was about third grade. They told her she needed back surgery and then fifth grade rolled around and she act, that's when she actually had the back surgery. But in that two year gap, they put her on Vicodin and she got, she got addicted to it. Um, and that's something that she struggled with for my entire childhood. And so, um, when, uh, let me try to think of the time. So I'm in high school now, and I had a school resource officer that I went to high school with, uh, that, that worked at my high school, rather. And 
him and I were like this. We're still really good friends to this day. But I think he he didn't know what was going on in my life. But I think, I mean, I'm sure, you know, like that police intuition, something's kind of not right. He took me under his wing. And so there'd be days where, um, you know, we would spend my entire lunch period just talking. He was like, hey, have you thought about the Explore program? Have you thought about this? Have you ever thought about that? Um, so I come back from visiting my sister in Texas. This was, I was 15 now, so 16. Um, I come home and my house was packed up. Had no idea where my mom was. She had dipped out. She went and moved with a boyfriend. So I was pretty much on my own at that point. And like I said, the officer at my school, I, I think probably didn't know, um, but I think he identified something was wrong. So there was days where he'd just take me out of lunch period and take me to go get food. And sometimes those are the only days that sometimes I'd only eat, you know, during yeah. those days. Cause I was bouncing around. I'd stay with my sister. I stay with a cousin. I stay with a friend. I stay here. I stay there. I live with my brother for a little bit. Um, but it was at that moment, uh, 15, 16 years old where I was like, you know what? I want to be able to give back in the same way that I received. Um, so this is what I'm going to do. So I joined the explore program and, um, it, the rest was history. Rest was history. All right. Yeah. yeah. So that was all Sacramento PD officers or another department? Yeah. So the, the, the two officers were SAC PD and then the, the officer at my school was the sheriff's department. Okay. Yeah. So I can shout them out if I can. Deputy Wall, I appreciate you, man. You really made a, a lasting imprint on my life. Uh, I tell them that all the time. Yeah, that that's good stuff, man. That's that's I love to hear stuff like that. I'm I'm a SRO right now, so shout out to SROs. And, Sir. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, stuff, it, man. You think that's something you'd like to do yourself later on? Another assignment? <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. I we we uh, I think we just took a reduction in our SROs. They changed the contract. So whereas we used to have one for every high school, now there's like two, and they they roam between the high schools. So I mean, three years ago when I got on, I could probably talk about going to SRO now, but the two guys that are in there, I think they're pretty locked in. So I might have some time. To, yeah. 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 I mean, you only got three years on. So, you know, you yeah. got, you got, you got time to do other stuff. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. What other sort of stuff you, you think about doing at the, at the department? Uh, you know, so I'm really, in, I really enjoy patrol, man. I mean, I, I know like, I don't know how it is down in SoCal, but I know up here, like people get burned out on patrol. And, um, I mean, people, even from my class, I'm talking, oh, man, I'm, I'm burnt out for me. I love it. And so I enjoy the training aspect. Uh, I take that very serious. I enjoy that. And then honor guard was something that I wanted to do and I, and God bless me. And I was fortunate enough to test for it and I got it. Um, so I'm content. I'm happy. Now I don't want to get to the point where I'm looking to leave when I'm burnt out. Cause by then it's too late. Right. So I want to find that happy medium where I'm still enjoying patrol but now I need to start thinking about that transition and what I'm going to do next. I don't know. I mean, next, if, if, if in a perfect world, if I could lay the cards down perfectly, I mean, getting onto a street team, whether it's um, like gangs or get uh, pop, something like that, rolling into that for a couple of years and then moving into investigations, I think would be, yeah. would be neat. Okay. When, uh, when you were in high school, did you, did you do any extracurricular stuff, play sports or anything like that? Yeah, I played basketball growing up, and then I played football in high school. Okay, uh, and right. so that that was pretty much it. I was in media as well. I did. I was anchor for my school news back in the day. Man, thinking yeah, I was doing yeah. something. Because <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, you look like somebody from the '90s that played ball up there. Uh, you heard of Kevin Johnson? Oh man, <laughs> have you heard that before? 
I get it all the time. Get- he was our he was our mayor when you know yeah. when I got hired, and so it was that was the that was a running joke, man. Yeah, you look like Kevin Johnson. I was like, man, that's Kevin Johnson. Right yeah, <laughs> younger hey, version. Yeah, yeah, he might be my uncle. I don't know. Yeah, we'll yeah. See. You, you, didn't, you didn't have hops like him though, did you? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, no you, chance. Yeah, you'd be doing an, another career right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No chance. All right. Well, good, good, man. I'm 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 glad that uh, things worked out for you right there. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, uh, you know, we talked off air your, your family life. Uh, you want to tell us? Are you married? Single? Yeah, I'm married, man. I'm off the market. So um, I've been with my wife for 10 years, uh, nine years. And so we have a beautiful, healthy two-year-old boy. All right. Uh, he'll be three in September. He keeps me keeps me young, man. He keeps me young. So Yeah, yeah. yeah so wait a minute. So you've been together 10 years and you, you know, you're not much older than 30. So you, you guys been together since like high school sweethearts almost? Or? Yeah. Yeah, she was in high school. I was out of high school, or I think I was, yeah, a senior, or I was already out of high school by then. We went to do two different schools. Okay. So my cousin and her um, were best friends. And so that's how we introduced. And again, the rest was history. Uh, yeah, yeah, the rest is history. All right, yeah. cool. What do you guys like doing when, you, when you're not working? Uh, I, know, I know the little one keeps you busy, so yeah. So I'm I'm a golfer. I'm not good at it, so I don't really take her out because you know I gotta I gotta only show things I'm good at. Right. Um. So I'll probably usually on my my free time when it's just me, I usually golf together. Man, we're I mean prior to the COVID thing, we uh we're always out. I mean doing something whether it's going to the movies, going to San Francisco, going out to SoCal. I got family out there. Um just always trying to find something to do. And then, excuse me. And then the COVID thing happened and um, she's working from home now. And I remember thinking like, Oh man, you know, I'm hearing these horror stories from, you know, some of the guys at work and Oh man, you know, him and them and their wives are bumping heads. And it's been great. Honestly, like it's, I I see her all the time. She's here. She's, you know, she's happy. Our son's not going to daycare. Our daycare is phenomenal. Uh, Lucero, uh, who takes care of our son, is phenomenal. But he's with his parents, you know, all day. Um, so when it first cracked down, we were like, "Man, you know, what are we gonna, you know, what are we gonna do? Like, this is gonna be kind of, you know, stressful." But then I was like, "You know, we're gonna just turn this into the fun house, man." So you know, I went out and spent yeah. a bunch of money and redid the backyard. We put the cornhole in. We put, you know, just just a bunch of stuff. A yeah. uh, little little chipping, a uh, uh, little chipping area for golf and stuff like that. So. Right. It's been good, man. It's yeah, been blessed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me play devil's advocate, though. Uh, okay. What, what kind of shifts you guys work? 10, 12 hours? What are you guys doing? Tens. We're tens, yeah. All right, so you're working four days a week, 10 hours a day, out the house. So Yeah. Oh, she happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was getting at, yeah. Because you guys, you guys are just like us. You guys have been responding to more domestics, though, right? Yeah, I think, uh, if I remember the numbers correctly, they put out, uh, we're up 10%. And domestic violence calls from this time last year. Yeah, so yeah. there's there's an uptick. I mean, yeah. So there, I mean, you know, people, you know, on top of each other, twenty four hours a day. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can get sick of each other. I mean, uh, yeah, and then before, true. you know, they were, you know, encouraging people not to go outside. So you know, that would mm-hmm. now they can at least go outside, go take a walk. And you know, that's why I always tell yeah. people, you know, don't don't lay your hands on him or her. You know, just just you know, take a deep breath and take, go take a walk. You know, take a walk. Take yeah. a walk. So yeah. 
I know uh, earlier you mentioned that, uh, you know, brothers and sisters. Uh, you know, how many brothers and sisters you got? <clears throat> I have uh, three sisters, two brothers. Okay. And I'm the baby. Yeah, uh, you the baby. All right. All right. Baby, and you said yeah. you had a sister in Texas. Everyone else still out here? or? She she has since moved back to uh, Sacramento. Okay. Yeah, so she she was in Texas, then promoted, went to Atlanta, and then promoted again and came back out here. So. Okay. And then you mentioned your mom had some some problems and mm-hmm. then moved out. Have, have you gotten back in touch with her? Reconnected? Yeah. So there was probably about a year time span when all that when all that happened where we didn't even speak. Um, and then she, you know, within the last three four years, probably at four years, she's gotten clean and man, giving her life to God, and she's doing good, man. She's doing good. Yeah, she's doing good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Glad That's to hear it. that. Yeah. So what's what's uh, one of the most challenging parts of your job on patrol right now? Um, with the COVID thing or just in general? Just in general, just being a police officer. Uh, I think probably the most challenging thing is, you know, when you first start, you have this kind of idea that I want to like, not really like save the world, but like, you know, I want to make a difference. And then you get into the job and you realize, at least for me, I realize I have to tone it down to a smaller scale. I can't change the world. I can't even really change the city, but what I can do is I can change the maybe one or two people's perspective on law enforcement when they meet me by the way that I treat them, the way that I, you know, uh, the way that I carry myself. So that was the biggest, I guess, challenge for me was like, man, like, I feel like I'm not doing anything out here. Like I'm going to these repeat calls, these same houses every week. Mm -hmm. Um, and I felt like, uh, I felt like I really wasn't making a difference. And then I had to really kind of shift my perspective to a smaller scale, I think, um, which has kind of helped with that. Right. Another thing, another thing that I kind of struggle with is like, I'm a super big perfectionist. Like all my trainees would probably tell me, uh, like I like things in a certain way, right? Boom, 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 boom. We rely on our training because that's, that's the only advantage that we really have when it comes down to if somebody wants mm-hmm. to attack us, we're always behind the curve usually. Right. So I'm always like, boom, 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 boom. Um, but, you know, obviously getting this profession, you realize ain't nothing perfect about this, right? Yeah. I mean, every situation is, is, uh, is so different. Um, you, you can rely on your training. You can rely on the set steps that you take, but you don't really know what you're going into. And probably like my first year, that's, it took me some time to kind of get used to that. Like, oh, man, this stuff crazy out here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. So, uh, you know. On the flip side, though, what's what's one of the most rewarding parts of your job that you know you've been able to experience in the three years you've been on? Yeah, man, I, I, probably the same token, man. The people that I have been able to kind of get through and touch, and um, for me, like I'm all about like I think there's a like a cultural shift, right? And we're we're always kind of bouncing between like where we do the the far, 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 far one side of the spectrum where it's like community oriented, community oriented. And then the far, 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 far other side where it's like, it's time to go to work. I love that. Like go to work, right? I love like, let's, what do we got to kick in doors? Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Um, but I'm always cognizant of how I treat people. And to me, the biggest victories have been like people that I take into jail, whether I just fought with them, whether I just chased them, and before, so like how we do it at our jail, you bring them in, you put them through medical, and then you give them to the deputies. The deputies do the pat down, and now yep. they're in their custody. Uh, 
I can't tell you how many times where people turn around and be like, hey, Gamble, like, I appreciate you, man. To me, those are the victories because it's like, I remember when I was, you know, first first on there, some uh, one of my FTOs taught me or, you know, told me like, it's a game, right? It's like cat and mouse. Sometimes they win, sometimes we win. You can't take it personal. They beat you, can't take it personal. And they drove better than me that right, day or whatever. Right, it's got to be and professional. So, <laughs> exactly. And so for me, like, those are the moments where, um, you know, I'm, I just got done, especially like I have one guy sticks to mind, knock down, drag out fight, right? He's punching, he's kicking, not just like the evasive trying to get away. Like this, this dude was trying to chunk it. And, um, you know, obviously we prevailed, we got him into custody, took him to jail and that dude thanked me. And that was a big thing. Cause I was like, man, like this dude just, this dude just fought with me, you know, 30 minutes prior and he's going to jail, but he's thanking me. And to me, it's a testament of, not just me, but the people that I've surrounded myself with, my FTOs, my mentors, people that have uh, taught me the the art of of being humble, but also being respectful. Yeah, yeah. Still having that dog in you that like, like we'll put we'll put that work in, but do it with respect. Right. Is, uh, handle your business when it's time to handle business. Exactly. But what, what was he thanking you for though? For he he said thank you for being cool, man, and and through all this, man. If I ever see you, I owe you a beer. <laughs> okay all right so have, have you ever yeah. taken them out on that taking no. them up on that no no, <laughs> no. no, no drinking beers with the suspects after uh, nah, no right. i have not man no <laughs> yeah man yeah. it's interesting that uh you said it's kind of, uh, one of your tos told you you know it's kind of like a game some days they win some days you win mm-hmm. that reminds me of uh, i don't know if you remember one of those looney tune cartoons they had the sheepdog and the yeah. uh, and, and I think it was a coyote or a fox or whatever. And yeah. at the beginning of the day, they would clock in together. Hey, Harry. Hey, Tom. Yeah. And, you know, be cordial. <laughs> and then they go out and do business and you know try to you know fighting and dropping yeah. anvils on the on the coyote's yep. head. Yep. And at, at the end of the day, the coyotes all messed up and then they clock out together. See you tomorrow, Tom. See you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like yeah. that. And that's how that's it is. True. You know, you, you know, you just got to do what you got to do to you know protect what we got to protect. But you know, right. we don't we don't need to go beyond that. And yeah. uh, so long as you remain professional and treat them like people, it's all good. They understand. Exactly. They exactly. understand. Yeah, yeah. Man, brother. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what changes have you seen in yourself or your family? Well, first of all, has your family, they really taken to you being a police officer? Was that like a, a thing they had to grow on them or did they kind of discourage you from wanting to be a cop? No, I, my, my family was very supportive. Probably my, my middle sister, she... Uh, she really wasn't for it at first. She, uh, I, I was, you know, had the ideas of going to law school, becoming a lawyer. She wanted me to kind of go that route. And I think more for the safety aspect of it. Um, so initially she was kind of like, eh, but like all my family's been supportive. Um, we, like my mom is super supportive. My, uh, all my siblings, super supportive. There, there was really no buffer period where I needed to like get them into it or whatnot. What about your friends? Uh, all pretty supportive. All pretty supportive. Yeah, even friends from high school. Uh, I have friends that uh, that I've had to distance myself from completely. Like, hey, look, yep. no harm, no you know, no hard feelings, but I'm doing this and you're doing that. Uh, but most of my friends that I kind of hung out with were geared towards kind of, uh, I guess, self improvement, and so a lot of them are doing very well and yeah. very supportive. All right. All right. So being an African-American male in this profession, have you seen, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of blowback, a lot of feedback from uh, from the community? You know, I'm, I'm sure you will every yeah. now and then. But, uh, you know, anything in particular that sticks to mind? 
Yeah. So it's funny you say that. Um, I always tell people it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy doing this job and it's crazy being a black man. Right. Um, obviously we understand the history behind the police, right? We understand that, you know, hundreds of years ago, what they were designed for, even in the sixties, kind of what they represented. And so I always told people, um, like if, if not me, then who, right? If, if not me, if I'm not doing this job, then who's doing this job? Maybe somebody not from Sacramento, maybe somebody who doesn't have the same, uh, 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 morals or, uh, views are, are doing this job. Right. And I live in the city. I live in Sacramento. So for me, it was like, if I'm not doing it, then somebody else that may not be in the same predict, like gone through the same things that I've gone through, they're going to be doing this job. But I, it's funny. Cause I get this, like I got into this profession and it's kind of, you get a twofold, right? You get my suspects, you get called, uh, you know, pig, you get called, you know, um, you know, 12, whatever else, you know, slang term that they use uh, against us. But then you get called uncle Tom. Yep. You get called sellout. You get called, uh, you know, all these other things that I guess people that aren't of our ethnic background, they really wouldn't understand. And so we're, we're kind of getting it twofold. And so, um, I had a suspect in my car once he was actually juvenile, 17 years old, 16 years old. And, uh, he was getting affiliated. He was rolling around in a, you know, car with a bunch of people and there were brass knuckles in the car, all this stuff. And he's in the back of my car. I'm running up. I'm talking to him and stuff. And he's like, man, you're a sellout. And I'm like, I'm just kind of ignoring him. He's like, yeah, man, you a sucker. You a sellout. Blah, 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 blah. You don't know what it's like. And I work, I work South Sac at a time. And so I look at him and I'm like, you think I don't know what it's like? You don't think I know what I'm talking about? And he was like, yeah, you don't know. You probably from, you probably from Rocky and Rose or something like that. And I'm like, bro, I was like, I grew up two streets right there that way. I went to that elementary school two blocks that way. And he was like, well, you still, then you should have known you're a sellout. And I was like, you know what, let me ask, let me ask this question. I'm like, why am I a sellout? Because I've entered a profession where I could take care of my family. Am I a sellout because I've entered a profession uh, where I can affect positive change? And uh, he had no answer for me. And so uh, in his eyes, I was a sellout. I was a, I wasn't black, right? I wasn't black enough because I entered this profession. And that's probably one of the toughest things I think about the job. Going back to your initial, uh, your first question, like what's the tough part of the job? That's probably is. I mean, we'll be on, you know, protest line. And I'm sure, you know, right. And it's just, it's <laughs> right. just <laughs> it's like right. scanning, scanning, scanning. Oh, one's not like the other. And, uh, and they just, they just go in, man. And it's like, obviously we remain professional. We, we keep our cool. We stay calm. Um, but people don't realize that we are human and we, we have feelings. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I carry that stuff and I don't let it like really bother me to the point where I'm like, Oh man, I'm sad. But like we hear those words, we hear that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm sure it doesn't happen as often as people would think. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people are, are grateful that we're out here, right. you know, officers exactly. of color out there, you know, making a difference, making a change. Exactly. And uh, you know, those, some, those are, you know, the minority of, of that group are the ones speaking out. The, what's, right. what's that term? The uh, spe- uh, squeaky wheel gets the gets the yeah. grease. So, yeah, some people you, yeah. you just can't help. And, you know, but that exactly. the one you were talking about, he was young. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe with some some love and some 
some hugs. You know, maybe he can uh, he he can switch over and you know maybe yeah. he'll be a cop one day. Yeah, that's right. that's your next mission. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let me go find him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you were talking about you know uh, you know you're on the skirmish line or whatever, and then you know a camera will go by and they see you know only one or two or three officers of color there. Um, how's your how's your admin? Uh, how about opportunities for advancement there in Sacramento PD for minorities? Um, you know, I don't really feel comfortable because I don't know much about the topic to really speak on like a, a generalization. Um, I know, I think we have maybe two or three black sergeants, uh, several Hispanic sergeants, um, getting their lieutenants. I don't think we have any black lieutenants. Uh, I think there may be one or two Hispanic lieutenants. Um, and those are just coming to mind right now. Yeah. Um, and then obviously our chief is African-American. Oh, I didn't Um, know that. All right. Yeah, Chief Han. Well, there you Chief go. Han. There yeah. you go. So the, yes. the top so, one is, is, is exactly. a minority. So, okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, but the, but they've always, t- I, I feel, and, I, I, and I'm a big uh, believer that everyone has their own experience. I feel like they've always done a good job of kind of taking care of us. And so we had some protests. We're not getting into the details. We had some protests last year. And I remember my sergeant, um, pulled me and my partner. My partner is from Oakland, right? African-American from Oakland. And he pulled us to the, our sergeant pulled us to the side and was like, like, man, I just saw firsthand, like you guys like getting berated out there. Like if you guys need to tap out, like you need a break, let us know. We want to take care of you. If you, if you don't want to like pretty much, he was just, he was very empathetic to the situation. I'm sure he maybe didn't even realize that it was happening until he saw it. And he was like, well, that's not cool. Yeah. Um, so they've done a pretty good job of taking care of us. As far as like opportunity in the department um, for African-Americans and really any race, I feel like they do a good job of kind of setting the tone, saying this is what the expectations are. And now it's up to you as an individual to go and obtain those, yeah. those goals. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of my perspective on it. Yeah. Like I said, I, everything that I've wanted to do so far, just in my short career, I've been able to do. Um, and I think it's because I've had that drive, but I've been surrounded by people that have mentored me well, I've taken, that have taken care of me, that have taught me kind of the ins and outs, do's and don'ts. Um, so I think those are the important things. All right. All right. And, and females too. You've seen a, a large influx of uh, female officers as well into the department. Yeah, yeah, there, there's a, there's a, a large, I can't tell you the number, but there's a large right. amount of females in, in the department, especially in the last couple of years, so classes that have come through. Um, and I always tell people, man, like, you know, you, you have, I think for the most part, 95% of the profession is embracing it, but you still have some of those OGs that should retire that are still on the street and they're, you know, they may have their you know, opinions about that. But for me, I'm like, bring it on. Like, I would love to have, a, I like having a woman partner because they add something that I can, I can never add. Exactly. Right? And what, whatever that may be, I might not know it, whether it's the way that they talk, whether it's their empathy, whether it's their, whatever it is, there's always, they're always going to bring something that I can never bring just by genetic makeup. And so, um, I, I enjoy it. I mean, we've done, you know, the, the, I don't want, not the good cop, bad cop, but like, you know, we go interview somebody, we go talk to somebody and it's like, they're not even, they don't want to talk to me, but talk to my female partner. Yep. Like, get it. Yep, you know yep, what I mean? Yep, so yep. I'm all, I'm all for it. And and you can work that on, on, you know, your race as well. You know, I work with, yeah. you know, 
uh, a non-black partner and, you know, they're not having uh, good success interviewing someone. Mm-hmm. They say, hey, Peters, you know, can you interview him? And vice versa, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and, and a lot of times it isn't just because that person uh, is racist or anything. It's just because, you know, they, you know, people feel comfortable uh, interacting with people that look and, and act yeah. and seem like them. You know, sometimes, yeah. sometimes it is a white or Hispanic or an Asian officer that, that's had the same experience as them. So, yeah. um, you know, just use that to your advantage to, to get what you need to get done. Yes, sir. Definitely, yes, definitely. So uh, tell me about something, one of your pet peeves at work. Mm. Uh, something that, you know, whenever you see it, whenever you hear it, you're just like, come on, man, please stop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, I'm going to give you three. All right. I'm give you three. Bring them. All right. All right. No blinker. Pet peeve. Oof. Okay. Ooh. Like, <laughs> it's it's one little simple thing, yeah. you know, ladies and gentlemen, that can really prevent an accident. And you're just you're just either just so in your own world or you just don't care that you're just going to get over without your blinker. Uh, that's a pet peeve. Second pet peeve is, uh, man, we're we going to get a little PG 13 here, <clears throat> but like when people go, man, you ain't S H I T without that bad. If, if, you know, if you didn't have that on blah, 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 blah. And like, man, one day I was talking to some dude and we were kind of having just, there was no argument. We we're just having dialogue. And I'm like, bro, I was like, you know, what's crazy is you say that about me, right? You're talking crazy. You're saying, you know, F the police, we're looking crazy. But you know I'm bound. You know I, I can't right. just pop off at you I can't, because I, mm-hmm. I'm a professional. I have to maintain my professionalism. I'm, I'm working. But if I was just average Joe citizen walking down the street with this blue sweater on, right, these right. gray shorts I'm wearing, you wouldn't dare talk to me that way. You might try, but it, it would be a whole different outcome. Yeah. So that's probably my biggest pet peeve is when people are like, man, you ain't good. So like the thing that I've adopted, I just let it roll my back now is uh, no doubt. Like, man, they'd be like, man, you ain't nothing without that badge. I'm like, man, this, and this is Hershey chocolate wrapped in tempo, baby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and then probably another pet peeve of mine. And this comes into actually really not a pet peeve, but it's more so a character flaw myself is I'm very impatient. And so I've had to humble myself when it comes to training, right? So you, you know, we get in the job and, you know, you do it for a couple of years and you're used to boom, 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 right? You're going in, you're taking a stolen vehicle report, you know, it's bing, bang, pow. Uh, you can get it done probably in three minutes, mm-hmm. right? But then you're training now and you have to let them get the rep. And you have oh, to let yeah. them work through it. And you're sitting there like, <laughs> bro, like, why are we talking about what, like, where is this going? And initially, that was like the big thing for me. I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. But then I had to realize, okay, that's a problem in me. I have to, I got to calm down. I got to like unwind and let them get those reps in. Uh, And I'm not perfect by any stretch, bro. Like even still, like I can tell you last week, I probably was like, I probably had that same thought process at least one point during the week. Um, well, yeah, that's probably the, the biggest yeah. things. You got to remember that when you were a trainee, your, your, your FTO was probably thinking the same thing too. Oh, so. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so you got to keep that in mind. Exactly. Keep that in mind. Exactly. And then uh, going back to somebody challenging, challenging you about, you know, if you didn't have that badge on, you know, don't don't fall for it. Exactly. Don't fall for it. Just yeah, exactly. like you said, ro- let it roll off your back. I heard yep. there was a situation, somebody told me, I forgot what agency that was, or somebody, somebody fell for it. And took off the badge and, oh, yeah. and and went to town on him. You know, he, yeah, I think that was. I think it was I down it was here. Ohio. 
Was it down there? I think it was down there. I'm not sure, but okay. Yeah, and then you know he took off the badge, and you know he he whooped him up, but yeah, uh, you know now he ain't got a job. So yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's probably going to jail too. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, because so, I saw there's a video. I think if we're talking about the same one, he he takes his badge off. He fights with the dude. The partner goes in to help. Like tries in the in the the officer took, was like no 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 like no don't cuff him don't cuff him. Like, yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, that was it. I didn't see the video, but that's exactly what yeah. I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't. Yeah, we can't. We don't, can't do that, don't, man. Don't, don't go there. Don't go. It there. It ain't the '80s. No. <laughs> definitely, definitely not the '80s right now. Nah. Cool, cool. Yeah, man. So, I, you know, I appreciate you coming on, man. This is absolutely. This is, this is real fun. Thank you for uh, having me, brother. You know, give me some some insight on what's happening up there in Sacktown. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I mean, sir. I mean, it's still not SoCal, but you know, hey. Hey, you know what I'm saying? There's there's always a first place and there's always a second place, baby. And, you know, I can't help that you guys are second place. Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you go to a lot of Kings games or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you're too I'm young. Old. You're too young to remember the 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 Chris Weber and Vladdy oh, Divac teams, right? Come no? on, baby. Were you come there on, when baby. I, Yeah. Yeah. Are you going come to on, those? Baby. Yeah. yeah. Shaq and Kobe against yeah. Yeah. Those, those are the those are the, the yeah those are some matchups right yeah. there. Yeah. When uh, when that, Phil called uh, called you guys up there, what was he, the cowbells, the cowtown, cow, yeah, cowtown, <laughs> yeah, ding ding ding, yeah, yeah, that, that, that was, those are some good matchups. Those yeah. are some good. Have, have you ever been to the old arena, Arco Arena? Uh uh-uh. uh no. So it's funny, man. Like I can un- I understand why people call it a cowtown. So our old arena, uh, the Arco Arena, was in not even in Sac like downtown Sacramento. It was in the really in fields in North Natomas. Um, and it's just, you look out and which it was just fields back then. Uh, now it's built, there's houses near it and all that stuff. But yeah, like if you're coming in and you've never been to Sacramento and you looking out and you see your hotel and then you see nothing but field and then you see the arena, you <laughs> so, don't yeah. think of the counter. That, that's, what, that's what he was getting at. That's what he was getting at. Yeah. yeah man. And, and now the new arena, they don't they like change the name every other 15 days and, it's, it's weird. Sleep. Is that you guys, Sacramento? Yeah, or nah, they getting all these on, different that, names? Yeah, come on, come on, man. Slurpy Arena. And... <laughs> so that was that was the old arena. Yeah, they uh, they went to the Power Balance, and then Power Balance got sued. Remember the old band? That's oh, like, oh, yeah. yeah. They got sued, so then they went to Sleep Chain Arena. But now Sleep we're, Train, uh, that's right, yeah. Now they, they built a new facility in the heart of downtown uh, called the Golden One Arena. Okay. It'll probably stay that forever. I mean, they... Um, it's nice, man. One of these days, you got to come up. I'll show you around, take you to no the doubt. arena. You, you can see a, a really good basketball game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like they may be coming back here pretty soon. So uh, yeah, we'll you see, guys, man. you guys are on the outside looking in. I think right now. So, but yeah. it's, it, the playoffs were to start today. But you know, hey. Yeah, I, I tell you this, it'd be weird if we were winning. So yeah, <laughs> so. no doubt, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, what's hey. your football team, man? Which football team? Oh, I'm a Niners. I'm a Niners. So, yeah, yeah, I'm a Niner. Because yeah. you know, down here we didn't have a team for so long, so I had to pick somebody. And uh, yeah. actually, before before all that, you know, I was a Niner fan because you know they were winning back when I started getting into football. So I just had to pick a team, yeah. and they were it. I'm originally yeah. from Ohio, and I wasn't okay. about to I wasn't about to go to Browns. I wasn't about to go to yeah. Bengals. So yeah, what part of Ohio? Columbus. Columbus, okay. Ohio. Yeah. My mom, my mom, my, my whole family's from uh, Akron. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Not too yeah. far. That's where yeah. Bron's from. 
That's where Brian's so he, from. He, he went to uh, St. Vincent, St. Mary High School, right? So back in the day, my mom, I'm on 60, 64 years old. Uh, back in the day when she uh, went there, she went to St. Mary's. So it was two schools across the street. It was St. Vincent was the boys' school. St. Mary's was the girls' school. So she essentially went to the same high school as LeBron James. I don't, you know, I don't yeah. claim it. You know, he might be my cousin or something. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> might be your cousin. Kevin Johnson, LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, before I let you go, though, I got a little game I like to play with my guests Ooh, before I get them out of here. So uh, okay. let me set this up here for you real quick. Let's go. This game <clears> is what I like to call. Black or blue? 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 Black or blue. All right, so this game is called Black or Blue. Your category today is going to be called Group Therapy. Group Therapy. Musical groups. Music groups. What I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, name a group, and you just got to tell me, is their name the name in their group black or blue? It's going to be a blank, so you say, is it black or blue? Real simple. All right. Okay. Real simple. All right, so here we go. Your first group, Blank Oyster Cult. Blue. Blue. Let's Your next it. one, the blank keys. The blank black keys. keys, baby. Oh, your next one, blank stone cherry. Blank stone cherry. Uh, well, I'm, I'm gonna say black. Oh, I'm gonna take a freight train. <laughs> I, had, I had to throw something to try to trip you up in here. So uh, your next one, this is kind of old school, so maybe you know this one. Harold Melvin and the Blank the Blue Notes, notes baby. The Blue Notes. You got good lucks. Yeah, you, what, four for four. All right, here's your next one. Blank's Traveler. Blank's Traveler. Ooh. Blue? Yes. Yeah, all right, Blues Traveler, yep. Two more for you. How about the Blank Moon, Blank Moon? Blue Moon? Oh, uh, first one wrong. Uh, Black Moon. Uh, I, guess, I guess Blue Moon is a little bit. <laughs> Blue Moon is a song, but Black Moon is a group. 90s hip-hop right there. He's got the props. I don't know if you ever heard that one. And uh, your last one, you should get this one. Come on now. Blank Street. Black Street. Definitely Black Street. I like the way you work, kid. No diggity. I got to bag it up. Bag it up, girl. I like the way you work, kid. No diggity. All right. <laughs> so you went six for seven. You a winner. All I do is win, win, win. No matter what. I get money. Okay. I can never get it up. Every time I step into the building. All right. Yeah, you did that. All right, we back. All right. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, good job on that. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. And, uh, yeah, man, you guys be safe up there in Sacktown. Yes, sir. You too. And uh, if I happen to be up there, I'll definitely look you up. And uh, you be safe. Wear your mask. You wash your hands. And uh, yes, we'll, we'll get through the other side together. All right? Yes, sir. All right, man. Always I'll talk to you, to you soon, brother. man. Be safe All at right. work tonight. Thank you, man. Take All care, right, brother. You got it.